Welcome back to Behind the Fiction. We have a very special edition today with a special guest, Michael Anderley, and a very special guest, Bethany Ann, who, due to military restrictions, and there are all kinds of rules that we don't completely understand, but she's joining us, but there's no video for Bethany Ann because you, no one could really know where she is. And it's just very secretive. So bear with us as Bethany Ann has no video, but she is here to answer fans questions. And I, you know, I'm not sure what she thought when we posed this idea to her. I, I assume there were some expletives involved in, in her initial negative response, but somehow Mr. Anderley talked her into it. Thanks for having that. me. <laughs> Let's just point out how much more special I am than Michael Anderley, please. I'd just like to point out that the reality was that she couldn't <laughs> figure out how to handle the technology. That's all I'd like to say. At least that's the story I'm sticking to. Whether or not that's accurate is different. Well, but we all We're blaming Tom. Yes, she, there has, we go. she has people that do this for her, but using technology from 2021 is, is probably not in their wheelhouse right now. There has been a few hiccups, I'll, let, I'll just say. <laughs> Uh, Adam and, and Tom are probably laughing their heads off right now. <sighs> you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. We have questions from readers slash listeners to the audiobooks and or just the ebooks or physical books. First question is from Wendy Bonnell. And I think this is a great question with everything that Bethany Ann has going on. How do you keep it together, Bethany Ann? <laughs> what a great fucking question. Uh, <laughs> caffeine, like a metric fuck ton of caffeine. Also, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I'm just a tiny bit stubborn when I decide I'm going to make something happen. I learned the hard way to lean on those close to me. Delegating isn't easy when you're the kind of person who likes to have everything under control, like I do. I love to have things under my control, but without the people who support me, uh, the war would have been over before it started. But caffeine, definitely. Where does was... that caffeine come from? Oh, good question. <laughs> we all know the answer to this. I, I'm, and I, if I you say Pepsi, say... I'm going to ring your fucking throat. <laughs> Don't even. Coca-Cola, of course. <laughs> I was so tempted, but I was like, I, I wasn't really going to push. Don't even that go there. <laughs> you want to know how to piss me off real quick? Go, mm -hmm. go there. Well, you know, right. I, I would just like to say Nathan is the one that tried to put me up to that. That's all. We can go to, I'll, I'll take second question. Moving. I will take right it up along. with him later. Thank you. <laughs> Moving right along. Dorothy Lloyd, a very, very long time fan has asked, would you change anything you've done to date? Whew. If I started that shit, I'd be a neurotic mess. Could I have been more aware of some stuff? Yeah. But as pretty much everyone likes to remind me, looking at you, Dad, John, Cheryl Lynn, Barnabas, Stephen, and whoever else I can feel staring at me right now. I'm just one woman. Are you sure? <laughs> you have multiple personalities in there. Very true. But right now I'm just one woman. Okay. This all right, is all right. me. I've got a question <laughs> for the author and, and creator. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Anderley, as the inspiration behind Bethany Ann's adventures, 
Uh, is there anything that you'd like to change in, in her life? You know, I'd probably make it a little shorter. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have gone and, and divulged the dark times in, you know, the Baba Yaga aspect of it. I think that perhaps maybe it was a little bit personal in sharing that with it. And, you know, it, uh, it, was, it was a dark time for all of us, uh, those living it. Sorry, Bethany Ann and myself for having to, you know, exchange the reality to something we could understand over here and, you know, the soul system. But sometimes we need that reality and that rawness to drive things home. No. That would be my argument against that. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. It's out there anyway. It's not like I can do anything about it. So I'm going to go with uh, moving right along to Veronica Stephan Miller. Happy Stephen. No, Stephan. Uh, would you want to go out for a girl's weekend? Fuck Yeah. I know a spot. I'll have Adam send you the coordinates. <laughs> Drinks on me. Let's do it. All right, well, Veronica, okay. I, I hope I hope you've got transportation. Because <laughs> yes. I don't think yeah, it's, it's going to be right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, LMBPN is not responsible for transportation on this. I was told that. you would foot the bill. Uh, Bethany, are you going to be in town in November? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no comments. you'll be here. <laughs> All right, we've got a, the next question is from John Ashmore, uh, a very much appreciated member of our JIT team and who's been around the world of Bethany Ann for a long time. Uh, John's question is, do you foresee the emergence of magic on earth? Did you? Did you? Yes, did you? Did you? Yes, thank you. Well, Arthur C. Clarke saw it a long time before I was enhanced. It stood to reason that eventually the abilities we gained from Cartherian technology would evolve into something that looked an awful lot like magic to the unenhanced. If you're asking if I read that quote of his and let my imagination run with the practical applications of it, well, that would be telling. I'd like you to tell, because I certainly didn't see that shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm running the show. Well, true. <laughs> Dave Hicks, a wonderful in, uh, individual also that has helped us quite a bit. Why did you not go back after Akio was picked up? The damages that could have been mitigated are astonishing and powerful leaders have a responsibility to protect that which is theirs as Earth was and is. In case you didn't notice, I've been a little bit busy fighting a war. Was I supposed to stay on Earth? hold everyone's hands and wipe their asses for them while the Cartherians did whatever they fuck they wanted to every other race in the inhabited universe. <sighs> Some people don't stop to think beyond their own needs or the needs of their species or planet. I consider the needs of everyone. When I came back from Michael, I did what I saw was the only practical solution. I gave humanity protection from alien invasion in my absence and the means to grow as a species and create paradise. I mean, it, 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 I don't even can't begin to fathom the amount of hard nights um, that have to come to someone that has been at your level and made decisions which affect thousands and or millions of lives. So I appreciate Dave for asking that question. And the reality is like even now for those you know, uh, the leaders of the countries around the world, sometimes they end up with bad things to people you love. And it weighs heavily. Yeah. 
your turn, Our, Steve. Next question is from Deb Mater. Do you, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I, I am having a hard time not laughing <laughs> reading the question. Do you oh, feel boy. you've mellowed over the years? As in, do you still feel <laughs> the same drive and urgency as you did when you first started? Or do you think the years and centuries, now this is not my question, this is Deb's question. Do you think the years and centuries oh, have made you woman. see things differently? Who said I wasn't mellow? <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> not me, not. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Mellow is not a word that can be used to describe me, I'll be honest. The urge or drive or whatever you want to call it to protect those weaker than me has always been a part of my personality. I can't stand fuckery. I get pissed even thinking about it. I hate bullies at every level, whether it's the big kids picking on the little ones in the playground, people in positions of power taking advantage of the ones they're supposed to look out for, or fuckface Cretherians bent on forcing their way of life on the unenhanced. I've learned that I can't intercede in every situation personally. Luckily, a lot of people I've met along the way have the same intolerance for Bistock shit as I do. Still, in those moments, I'm just a girl standing in front of an asshole who's about to punch a one-way ticket to the afterlife of their choice. So you at least give them a choice. You admit that far. Fuck that, Michael. You know me better than that. <laughs> you, you've grown they very think, politically wise. Yes, your, they, uh, you know, they're, they think they have a choice, yes. <laughs> Behind curtain number one is death. Behind curtain number two <laughs> is painful death. <laughs> See, there's and a choice. Curtain number three, instant death. Please reasonable. <laughs> All reasonable choices. Don't oh, so, fuck with so, me or those I love and I'm trying to protect. Yeah, okay. Granted, but you did kind of expand on the definition of those I love. It's damn near everyone else yes. in the universe. <laughs> Diane L. Smith would like to know, do you have any regrets? Yeah. I should have cleaned out the Louis Vuitton stores worldwide before I left Earth. Do you know they don't last for more than a few years if you wear them constantly? I thought they would have a little bit more wear, but I need more. Uh, okay, but hmm. Yeah, I don't think that you actually wore them as most normal ladies wear Louboutins. I, I think most of them predominantly stick them on their shelf and no. gaze longingly at them. <laughs> well, they're missing out. Should be everyday wear. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think you you had like a full container of them. Perhaps maybe I mean just stop, you know. We don't need to go any further. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yes. Fine, 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 fine. I understand. I like the way Beth and Deanne is taking control of this interview. <laughs> okay, did Steve. We... Did you expect anything else? Come on. <laughs> I did not. Let's be honest. <laughs> next next question is from Sarah Weir an author and longtime member of the Crutherian family. How do you keep the same fighting drive for hundreds of years without burning out? Oh, I've burned out. We just touched on this. Fuck, so many times I've burned out. You remember when Baba Yaga made her first appearance? Burnout manifesting as the galaxy's largest temper tantrum, which, you know, it happens, so don't judge. See, I don't like to be told what to do, not even by my own body and mind. 
let alone the two hitchhikers I have. Shit happens and we move through it or we get buried by it. I don't give in and I sure as shit don't give up. When you've lived as long as I have, you learn to utilize those moments to make them a plateau to replenish your energy before you push to the next level. Of course, having a bunch of Cartherians to hunt down does help to work out the frustration element. Not gonna lie on that. <laughs> so out of curiosity, the sheer quantity of times that you've gone out on dates with uh, your significant other who has name, a very similar name and yet not the same. How many times did y'all just go out and find some Cartherians to kill? I mean, that does seem kind of a dark date. Wouldn't you love to know the answer to that? <laughs> More if often than the not, because what says romance, like killing Cartherians <laughs> that, you know, we both enjoy it. So why, why are we going to sit down to dinner we can, when we can go? Uh, work up a little uh, bit of an yeah, appetite. Yes. I, I see. Very well. Um, it oh, hits heck, the spot more often than not. <laughs> um, Zach Pelter would like to know if you would take him with you. Oh, honey, that asteroid has sailed. You weren't on it. So I'm taking that as a not this time. Perhaps another? Too late. Too late. Okay. Potentially. That sounds Checking. like a Potentially. Door one door number two situation. So yes. I, I think you just kind of accept that, yeah, you didn't get to, get, didn't get to go on the ride and move on. Missed out. <laughs> Larry Omens, do you miss your F-12 Berlinetta? <laughs> oh. That was a good car. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Jackie Hankard Brody. Hankard Brody? I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Since you seem to be immortal, Bethany Ann, do you and Michael, your husband, not me, plan on having any more children? Ooh, good question. Thank you for that clarification, Michael Anderley. Yes. Not you. This is Michael okay. not. <laughs> um, no. I have two amazing children, and I don't know if you've heard I have grandchildren now. I like being able to just hand them back to their parents. I'll let you in on a secret. This is a very special secret, but you better promise you won't tell Michael. Do I have your words? Yes. Uh, we'll say uh, yes. Uh, hello, Steve am is, I talking? Yes, uh, Steve, is, <laughs> Steve is putting his hand up. Yeah, Jack, I am, doesn't I am do this. completely fearful of door number one, door number okay. two, and door number three. So I'm just agreeing <laughs> with whatever you say, Bethany Ann. That's right. So I like to make Michael sweat sometimes. Uh, like when I'm planning a remodel of the Baba Yaga, I'll let him think I'm feeling a little uh, restless. And then he's relieved when he finds out I'm just planning to spend the GDP of a large planet on renovations. Good instead answer. of anything else. <laughs> Good answer. Andrew Thorogood would like to know, if Adam and Tom hadn't taken up residence in your head, how do you think your life would be different now? Oh, let's see. I guess for a start, I'd be down two of the best friends anyone could ask for, honestly. <sighs> if I'm completely honest, there have been times one or both of them have pulled me back from the edge. They've, you know, they've been my constant companions, their family. As much shit as I like to give them, I guess without them, 
I would have been lonely and I never would have known it. Yeah, I have to admit that perhaps I was just a bit jealous. Uh, it would be cool to have an AI in my head, I think. <laughs> you think? Most of the I, time, I think, yes. Except for the part where if it gets hot and gets overheated and your brain just starts to boil, <laughs> that, that piece wasn't so well to me. Oh. All right, Justin McCarley. McCarley. That sounds, that sounds better. Apologize, Justin. Uh, I apologize, Justin. With the existence of the etheric, would it be possible for other similar or even vastly different planes to exist and possibly be of some use? Oh, oh, that's, a, that's a high level question. I have my answer already. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I found myself in this weird ass dimensional dream? Did I no. ever tell you guys? No, no. no? no. Okay. No. Thank you. Now, now that I know you're listening. So I, I'm sure Frank released a book or two about it. I really thought you were talking about a... to Justin, so I wasn't going to interrupt. Oh. Sorry, oh, okay. my bad, mm -hmm. my bad. Mm -hmm. Door number nice. one or door nice number two? Nice cover up. <laughs> nice cover up, Michael Andrews. Pretty sure they all end up in the same location. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Frank released a book or two about it, The Weird Ass Dimensional Dream, because he's a sneaky son of a... <sighs> okay, I digress. I woke up one day and found myself in this bar, Bob's Bar. No idea how I got there, and neither did most of the other customers. So we got to sharing our stories, as you do, and it turned out we were all from different universes. Weird, right? I thought it was a dream. Until one of the people I met there showed up at my front door. I, I remember those stories. It's, it's a little different. So yes, the answer mm. is... Uh... I knew I could count Bassett. on Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, you might remember way back in the beginning when he was just uh, underneath that building. He, he was the only guy that was kind of part of his you know, group. It's kind of hard to be a, mm -hmm. a black agency when it's just one person. <laughs> but uh, as he, you know, he started writing all of these things and instead of growing old, you ended up putting him in the pod dock and making him younger. And then he wanted to write stories, which he released and kind of became an author in his own right. So that was, all that those was notebooks cool. filled up all those notebooks. Exactly. Jay Davidow would like to know if your and your Michael's roles have been reversed, what do you think would have been the major difference over the thousand year span? <laughs> Did he pay you to ask that question? That's my question <laughs> back to Jay. <laughs> Who am I kidding? He threatened you, right? He must have threatened you. Well, tell my loving husband that things would have been very different if I had been first into the pod dock. For a start, I would have kicked the crap out of Tom while he was still in his ship. That's to start with. Ah, oh, damn it. If I had been first, Tom wouldn't have been forced to implant himself in my body. I wouldn't have learned a thing and the Cretherians would have rolled right over Earth. I would have walked right into the sun before taking innocent life. I swear, if any of you tell Michael I actually admitted that I'm more inflexible than him. Mm, I think we have uh, somebody mentioning that Mike is mumbling as if he didn't already know. Mm, mm -mm. Is it too late to stuff him back in the etheric? No. Mm. <laughs> 
You're on your own, Michael. It's a couch for you. If he's lucky. Philip Bowerly asks, what do you reckon the guys in Antarctica are doing? Oh, did we forget to give them a ride home? <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Jail Shepard would like to know why Coke, I mean, what the hell? Jail, are you a Pepsi lover? I mean, I almost harsh to even ask this question. I'll ask I don't even like where this is going. I don't, I, 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 I don't like the subject matter, <laughs> oh, but let's hear it. Why Coke and not <laughs> the other one? No, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Because I, I have taste. This. Yeah, I know you didn't, Michael Anderley. This is, yeah, you, you know why I'm pissed off about this. Seriously, even before I was upgraded, that shit tasted bad. I'd rather drink battery acid. Oh, bleh. it would leave less of an aftertaste. I can't even think about Pepsi right now. I need a Coke. I I would happen to say that because of your adamant desire for Coke, Bethany Ann, that I've had to suffer more fans sending me Pepsi supporting PR crap and videos than any one person should have to deal with. <laughs> Next time we get into a contract where I have to deal with your life, I'm putting that into the clause that that's like, what is the money when you're in you know, military operations, hazard pay? I want hazard pay for that shit. And Just I'll saying. say, Better you than me, motherfucker. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> she would say that. <laughs> yeah, she just did. Yeah, she did. Eric Hernandez said, "What makes, what made you so willing to sacrifice for others? What makes some people so unwilling? Maybe that should be the question." My whole life, I've been blessed to know people who made larger sacrifices than I ever have. What's a few centuries when I have millennia? What is that compared to someone who has only a few decades dedicating the prime of their life, risking injury and even death to fight for the greater good? What is my pain in the face of mass injustice? It's really no sacrifice in my eyes. I have the power to affect change and more to enforce it. To refuse would really make me as bad, bad as the bad guys. That's a, kind of a deep question, Eric. Appreciate you taking us off the whole Coke versus Pepsi thing there. And kind of um, maybe perhaps a little bit in the same vein, Jeff Bates would like to know, oh, Jeff, you should not have asked this. Can I have a vial of your blood so I can have some of those nanocytes? Yeah, not happening. Okay, that was a very short and sweet question. Period. Tammy Albright Seiler asks, just when are you going to start the MPPS on Earth? Right. If only I could have instituted that before I left, maybe WWDE wouldn't have happened. Don't get me wrong. I was pissed off with the state of things back then, but it was never my place to tell humanity how to live. Okay. Jim Bentz taking us back into the cute area. Can I adopt one of the puppies? Oh, as I understand it, the puppies choose who they adopt. But who knows? You could be one of the lucky ones. I don't have a puppy. I just want to point that out to everybody. That's sad. Aww. That's sad. So we better get off that really quickly because this, this is an upbeat uh, podcast upbeat, upbeat. video. Very upbeat. 
That's really sad, though. Rob Ballin asks, may I fight for your cause? I give you my loyalty and lay my honor at your feet, my queen. Just point me in the direction of the enemy, and I will bring your justice to them on the tip of my sword. That doesn't really sound like a question. No, not at all. I think I've heard of this guy, though. He's, I appreciate the, the passion, but I don't want scuff marks on my shoes. I can point you to the sign-up website instead, Rob. There we go. We have a website. Kurt Spa would like to know, can you gate between realities? Because we really need you as this one on Earth, where I fear we're going to blow ourselves up as well. I wish I could. All I can do is say this. You have the power to be the change you're wishing for. The smallest action ripples outward. Be good to the people around you. Practice empathy for others, especially those who are different from you. And take zero shit from bullies. I thought she was doing so well into that last sentence. We mm. could put this on a t-shirt. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> you can still put that on a t-shirt. True. Mm. Very true. All right. David Laughlin, why did the nanocytes manifest in the magical forms they did back on Earth while they didn't with any of the characters in space the same way, i.e. BA never caused plants to grow? Are these late and abilities latent and abilities we just don't know about that could be done and just weren't? Okay, so nanocytes work changes based on the host's will. Also, we did a lot of work to develop them over the years. There is a difference between the nanocytes in the space-based population and the Earth-based population. Think of it like the difference between the earlier operating systems and computers you had available to you and the... Wait, what year are you in now? 2021. Oh, so early? Hmm. Okay, let's think of it another way. The nanocytes I gave to Earth behaved like Cyberpunk 2077 on launch day. The first attempt was buggy as fuck, so we upgraded them so no one had to walk around with their avatar's junk hanging out. Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm just going <laughs> to go on to the next question okay. from Justin McKnight. May I, get, may I get a full workup in the pod doc and get my own AI? Uh, that depends. What are you willing to give to earn it? The only route to what you're asking is at Eternitatum. Every one of my people with those advantages has given their all to ensuring that people living ordinary lives get to do so in peace. And just be aware that many of those that were on that path never made it due to sacrificing themselves on that path. That's right. Stephanie Noel would like to know, is it hard living so long? Does it become harder to relate to others because of the vast experiences you've accrued? Oh, that's a great question. Would it surprise you to know that it becomes harder not to relate to others? Mm. That living through so much has given me insight into most mindsets? I was, and still am, hot-headed. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Whatever. <laughs> However, my ability to empathize has grown along the way. You know, it's a blessing and a curse. A blessing because I'm more able to make judgments that don't weigh on my conscience. A curse because all too often I have to make those judgments. Understanding why someone who did the wrong thing chose their actions 
doesn't take from the fact that they acted that way. It really doesn't. Glenn Boyer, choose one, shoes or Coca-Cola? You motherfucker. I choose not to choose, <laughs> women's prerogative. Oh, well, that's, mm, I'm not answering that because my wife might listen to this at some point and I don't want to get caught myself. Let's now, hear your answer. Let's just hear no, it. Mm, no, it seems like a great answer. The answer is, let's go to Nat Thongchai. Man, I hope I'm not pronouncing that horribly. Why isn't there a BA special on the menu at All Guns Blazing? <laughs> there is if you know about the secret menu. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> Andrea Larson asks, oh, see, I have a hard time pronouncing this, but why Christian Louboutins and not Louboutin. M. Louboutin and not M. Jemmy when they are superior for standing all day? Do you want to try that question again? Yes. And somebody tell me. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you. And Jimmy are nice, but they're not my beloved. There's definitely an emotional factor. It's the red on the bottom, isn't it? it, it it's the same color as the blood of your enemies. Mm, it blends in nicely. <laughs> um, a wonderful person who helps us a lot here at LMBPN has been around for so many years. Mickey Cocker would like to know, which of all of those you've met is your favorite species? Ooh, that's a hard one. I've met a lot of different species, but my favorite will always be humans. Not just because I am one, but because we have a tendency to bond with pretty much every species we come across. We're rash and courageous, and we don't know the meaning of the word quit. We turn enemies into friends. We create, we innovate. We have built whole civilizations from nothing. We get up when we fail. We brought music and art to the stars. <laughs> We're competitive as fuck. We create community wherever we are. When we set our minds on something, we don't stop until we achieve it. While I've seen all of those qualities in every other species at one time or another, we have them all at once and we have them in abundance nice uh, appreciate the question mickey joanne rimmer asks which of tqbs did you have to bitch slap the most over the years that's a great question oh my god scott no question definitely <laughs> scott <laughs> there's not even a, a anyone else in the running Oh, really? I mean, a lot mm, of people are going to think that, that maybe John was it, but he seemed a little nope. more Scott, respectful. Hands down. He, know, he knows what he's done over and over. <laughs> I think we might have to go deal with Scott a little bit more in depth. <laughs> Margaret Zielinski asks, one of the many to ask something like this, can, uh, can I go into the pod doc, pod doc to fix my medical problems? Pretty, pretty, please. Oh, I added man. the pretty, pretty part. Yeah, that just makes it so much easier to answer. Thanks, Michael. <sighs> you are my people as much as everyone in my own universe. And it hurts to know you're suffering. If I could get to your version of Earth and heal every one of you right now, I swear that nothing would keep me away. Nothing. Wow. That's, that's got to be hard. Mm-hmm. Joanne Parker Williams asks, 
Can you imagine the degree of emotions you'll feel when there is finally peace? Oh, so imagining that day is what got me through some of the hardest times. Being reminded of what we've been fighting for all this time has saved lives on more occasions than I care to admit. I don't have the patience for the political bullshit required for maintaining that peace. When the urge to put my foot down becomes overwhelming, I close my eyes and picture the end goal. The day will come when I can wake up and know that there's no threat. And the only thing I have to do is whatever the fuck I want to do. I wonder what hobbies you'll pick up. This is just me. I'm not asking someone's question, but I wonder what hobbies you would pick up. I can't imagine you mm. doing a cake in a kitchen. I think I might like to throw on an apron once in a while, but it won't be for cooking. Uh, Jackie <laughs> Rawlinson, uh, moving right along, has said, Would, did, you, <laughs> did you prefer the simpler days on Earth, fighting vamps, or being up in space dealing with aliens? Oh my God, vamp or alien, a fuck knuckle is a fuck knuckle, whatever the species. There was an element of danger in the early years because I was, I was so unsure of my abilities and that made things exciting, but it was anything but simple. I had a constant fear of losing someone close to me. More recently, I have the assurance that I can deal with whatever comes my way and upgrading those closest to me has reduced the anxiety one of them might get seriously hurt or killed. So that has its benefits. We won't, uh, we, we agreed that we would not speak about the, the next story, the last story in the core Cretherian Gambit and, um, you know, the moment of silence we would need to have for a couple of those that uh, have moved on. So Steve, if you would take it to the next one. Ian Grease, G-R-E-S-S. -S. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, what's your favorite part of space? My favorite part of space is wherever my husband and children are. That's a no-brainer for me. There's no place like home, wherever that is at the time. Oh, I want to see Steve's, Steve's face, because Michelle Jones just laid you on with a, a bomb in the middle of it. Yeah, how did this, how did this work out this way? Uh, Michelle <laughs> Jones asks, how hot is sex with Michael? Well, there was that time the building burned down around us. But I think, Steve, you should ask that at least six more times. Can we get different inflection on that question? <laughs> oh, right, please, because everybody... Now I'm blushing. Yeah. Can you slow yes. it down in a couple of places, please? <laughs> Listen, so for everyone who's listening, if there is not at least two or three versions of Steve asking that question... It means he's had the editors rip them out and he's not being fair <laughs> on how many times he blushed and stumbled over that question. I just want to say that. And that may get cut out as well. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> he has the power. Yes. Oh, man, I can't even say I'll put it in author notes because you edit those last two. <laughs> Damn it. Moving on. How do you walk in those high heels? A well-made high heel has perfect arch support and is as comfortable as wearing flats. Though many people don't believe that, it's completely true. More for me, since I prefer heels and I'm so used to wearing them. Walking isn't the problem. Finding a way to reinforce my heels so I could fight in them took far longer than I was happy to wait. It took way too long. That, yes. Michael and I had a recurring discussion about the viability of heels back in the early days. 
but I see no reason a woman shouldn't look good and kick ass. He thought it was vanity on my part. <laughs> Until I kicked his ass and proved to him that I could run and fight in whatever footwear I chose. So um, just out of curiosity, was he wrong about the vanity part? He wasn't wrong about the vanity part. <laughs> I would still get him an ass. And I'm okay him. to admit that. That's fine. Because I look fucking good. <laughs> Susan Eisenreich asks, what do you miss most about Earth? Mm, that's a hard one. I've spent more of my life living on asteroids, spaceships, and other planets. Some of them were even Earth-like, but none of them were home. I suppose it's kind of like you would feel going to stay with your parents. That feeling of being in the place you belong. Nice. James Swat would like to know, can he join up and get a Gene Dukes special? Everyone always wants a Gene Dukes special. Do you know how much shit that woman gives me every time she gets an order for those? Okay, I'll make you a deal. You tell her face to face that you're adding to her workload and you survive the consequences and we'll consider that your onboarding. Good, good luck with that, James. Mm. Uh, Danny Dejas asks, if you still have a bucket list and if you do have one, what's the first thing on it? I think everyone will find the only thing left on my bucket list boring. Okay, I want to wake up every morning, look into Michael's eyes, and know we don't have to get up and fight. That's it. I give that about two months before you're like, yeah, I'm doing something. <laughs> True. Lisa Shepard would like to know, Bethany Ann, why your shoe obsession? Um, it's kind of, she, she admits this is a dangerous ground for a newbie reader, but you know, nothing's ventured. <laughs> oh, well, before Tom so graciously gifted me with a little more height, I was a short ass, at least in comparison to most of the guys I worked with. That's part of one reason. That, well, sorry, that's part one of the reason. Part two is that I grew up in a military world where femininity was equated with weakness. I fucking hated that shit. I was an all around badass and I didn't see why I should conform to masculine standards to prove it. So I didn't. I won't deny I loved the reaction that got from the asshole section. The more pushback I got, the higher the heels I wore. Part three, have you seen how good I look in Louboutins? Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, now is when we really wish we had the video. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Matt, how did you get like, oh my God. Matt Hudson Byler. Hudson sounds pronounced right. What did you think about your team taking the cocaine from Clarita safe? So far, that is the only mention of her or her team taking narcotics. Just wondering. It wasn't the only time we cleared out someone's drug stash. It might have been the only time you heard about, though. I, I claim guilty on that one. Some mm. of that I just left out. There's always someone waiting to fill a power vacuum. Why leave the bad guys away to recoup the income we just wiped out along with their boss? No reason we should make it easy for them. When we do a job, we do it right. Excellent. Well, thank you, Steve. 
thank you, Bethany Ann, for for joining us. And thank you, thank you. All You're welcome. These questions from the fans. And, there were some great uh, questions. Thank you for all of the adventures through the years since 2015 um, when the books came out. True. But of course, you've been around forever, seemingly. It's and, been a ride uh, way into the future. So um, thanks for yes. sharing your life with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye-bye, Bethany. Bye-bye.